Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in in today's episode. I am joined by Aaron Sheckles and Phil Perkins. Aaron and Phil are both under the Area 502 MMA banner. And of course, Phil is the head coach, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt instructor for Area 502 MMA. Aaron Sheckles, of course, the head coach for Five Star Boxing. As I said, they're both kind of on the same team, and they have been for many years. Seems to be really uh, thriving here in Louisville. I appreciate Phil and Aaron joining me today. If you're a fan of the Kelly Patrick Show, I ask that you please send some referrals the way of my sponsors. The title sponsor of the show is Louisville Combat Academy, located at 7908 Beulah Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. They have a great MMA program, but also, even if you aren't planning on fighting in the cage, they have a great jiu-jitsu program for adults, female-friendly classes, and a great kids program also. Check out Louisville Combat Academy. Heidi Solars Coots. Heidi is a licensed clinical social worker and licensed clinical alcohol and drug counselor, specializing in treating anxiety, depression, trauma, and addiction with a mindful and holistic approach. Heidi is actually my mother, and I can attest she is a saint. Call her at 502-457-1823. Virtual and telephonic appointments are available anywhere in the United States. Veercast Digital Media. Veercast Digital Media at veercast.com. Matt McCarthy runs Veercast, and he is also the producer for The Kelly Patrick Show. They do video production, aerial drone photography, web design, and podcast production. Contact them at info at veercast.com to start your own video show or podcast. Also, my health insurance practice, Benefits Analysis Corporation. Based in Troy, Ohio, I work from my Louisville, Kentucky office. I can help anyone in the United States with their health insurance needs. I'm an independent broker for health insurance solutions for individuals, families, Medicare-eligible individuals, and also groups. I can also write life insurance, and long-term care. If you want to support the podcast, please send me some referrals. 502-386-0978. Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. In today's episode, I am joined by returning guests I have from Area 502 MMA and Five Star Boxing. Of course, I have head coach Phil Perkins. Phil, how are you, sir? I'm very good. Uh, and also, uh, five-star boxing head coach, we have Aaron Shackles. Aaron, how are you today? I'm well. How are you? Doing very well. Appreciate you guys coming on. I've been doing periodic interviews, really, with you, too. For you know, I remember doing, I think, on the radio years ago. Yeah, that's correct. In southern Indiana on the actual radio on Sunday mornings. Yeah. So it's cool to continue to track the progress of not only, of course, the jiu-jitsu program and the MMA program at at Area 502 MMA, but also, of course, Five Star Boxing. How long has Five Star Boxing been in existence? About uh, almost 11 years now. Okay, okay. Yeah. Started off, um, Fred Compton was my first boxer. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, he's currently a pro. Yep. Uh, six uh, wins with three knockouts. What weight class? 118 Bantamweight. Oh, okay. Yeah. 118. Yes. How old is he? Fred is 28 years old now. Okay. Yeah. Six wins? Six wins, three knockouts. Okay. Getting him back in the gym. We were derailed after uh, COVID, and then we started back up in 21, had one fight, um, and then uh, we were supposed to fight in Tijuana in uh, November of 21. Have and you ever coached anything in Mexico? No. No. It was. I've been to Tijuana. Okay. And um, we went there 
Actually, I took... Um, I should ask, have you coached or have you yourself boxed in Mexico? No, okay. never have, never have. But uh, we took, um, I took some amateur fighters to Vegas for sparring. That didn't happen, and we ended up somehow in Tijuana. Mm. Got some great sparring in Tijuana. When was uh, this? This was uh, COVID year, 2020. Okay. 21, 21, okay. yeah. It was um, right when COVID was bad. Right, right when yeah, COVID was yeah, bad. Yeah, man, what a crazy th- few years this has been. What the hell? Right, so I took Armand Jackson. I took uh, Kobe Harris and uh, a fighter out of uh, Indiana named Alex Maldonado. And um, we were going, we originally were going to Vegas for sparring, and somehow, you know, there were supposed to be top fighters from all over the country, you know, there. And there were supposed to be uh, promoters and managers there looking at the amateurs going into the, to the next level. And, Got shut down because of COVID. And so you par- guys, we were in the parking lot. Yeah, on yeah. the way in. Yeah, in in the parking lot, and they shut it down. Damn. So um, there were a few fighters, um, you know. So we're here, you know. We can spar outside. <laughs> you know? I bet they were. They <laughs> so, were not excited to hear that. No. Well, I mean, I mean that the, the government regulators were. Well, I mean, we left the there. The it, it was like. just the, it was just the fighters and the coaches and. Ended up, um, it was a young lady um, from California. She actually um, competed in the U.S. Uh, Olympic trials, made it to the finals, lost in the finals, but she has uh, dual citizenship. She's Mexican and American. So she went to Mexico and won the Mexican uh, Olympic trials, but USA wouldn't let her compete. They wouldn't release her. So we ended up, um, some of my guys sparred with her, and they were uh, telling us they were going to Tijuana for sparring and invited us to go. You know, I have my passport at the time, Brian, and, you know, they didn't have theirs, but they said, oh, your dad was, a, you know, an ID. And so, you know, a trusted guy, we went, and it was a great time. We sparred, man. Kobe sparred um, one of the Mexican um, elite fighters. Alex did, Armand sparred some kids. It was great sparring, and Make some great contacts down there. So they don't mess around when it comes to boxing in Mexico. No, no, and everybody had the uh, Reyes gloves on. <laughs> so uh, it was great sparring. Um, they liked our guys so much they invited us to another club, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I didn't have self service. I was like, "Jesus, just let us get out of here." <laughs> but it was great. They they treated us well, and so we loved it. But I had a moment like that when I was in Mexico. Oh yeah, like, where am I? These people were trying to get me in this taxi. Right. Like everything was fine. I was just being paranoid. Right, but I was same. thinking, like, cell signals gone. Right. Same. Yeah, and this was, COVID. this was COVID. Time okay. Too, yeah, so yeah. Yeah. They were like, they, I stayed in Vegas. Yeah, you know? he did. He <laughs> did. I was like, I'm not going to Tijuana. <laughs> did you have, you, have, you have a passport, of course. Yeah, you could have. Yeah, I wasn't. Uh, it just. <laughs> that was I'm, just a, yeah. gut, a gut feeling type thing. Yeah, I mean, they. They were all in a group, so I didn't, like, leave them alone. They left me alone. They were, <laughs> but it sounds like I left them, but they chose to go to Tijuana. Yeah, but I, I thought it was an, um, a unique opportunity. You know, and, I, you know, of course, Brian was there, so he was good. So I checked with uh, Kobe's mom and, and Alex's father to make sure that they, they were trust cool you. They trust you. Like exactly. Whatever, yeah. Exactly. So if you we, think it's good, send them. So we went and, you know, went out on faith, and it was probably one of the best things that happened for our guys to, wow. to, to go through that, to witness that. It's, it was one of those things that, you know, you don't have that, uh, I wished I would or could have. Sure. You know, so it was good. But um, Bill, do you have that uh, wish that could have syndrome about that? What's you that? Did, you sorry. didn't go. You missed out. Do you have the 
Looking uh, back, you think, well, that I mean, was it would have been a cool experience, you know, but... Uh, Wait, is it expensive? I don't, I don't feel like it was no, a bad we, we, decision. it cost anything. No, we drove to um, San Diego. I've never really been at a border much yes. where people are like, all right, let's just go. Yeah, we, well, we I were... I can see where I'd be like, ah, it sounds like a bad idea. We were in Vegas, so we drove the five hours to San Diego, which okay. was an easy drive. Met the um, the father and daughter at the, at the border, right there at the border, and... Some of them drove across, and we walked across. Okay. No issues whatsoever. Interesting. No issues whatsoever. So, Did it look like people could have been walking back the other way? No issues? No. It, okay. Coming they, back. They was, were monitoring that. Yeah. When we went through, no problems. Coming On the way back, back, you had to show your ID. Yeah, but once we, they saw you were a U.S. citizen, look legit, they let you through. Yeah, they let us through. No no issues. I had my passport with me, so I always take it wherever I go when I travel. So uh, no issues, and they we got, all got through, no problems, and it was like a great experience. You know, Phil is there currently in Mexico, though, because I took his little sticker. Oh, oh yeah. okay. Did you? Did you? Stick the sticker I if I stick this in your gym, they were like, no. So, bam. I'm all there over. it is. <laughs> there it is. Phil, how many, how many um, you traveled internationally, I know, multiple times to Brazil. Yeah. Have you taught jiu-jitsu or traveled anywhere else? No, um, I'll go to Canada next week for Nathan's fight. Oh, shit. Okay, I'm wearing my Nathan Two Bills yep, t-shirt. Represent. Yep, yep, so that's in Niagara Falls, Canada. The Canada oh, okay, side. so not far from New York. Yep. Very so, cool. Yep, so that'd be different. I think the air is getting a little bit better up there than the wildfires going on. Oh, so, okay. Yep, he's flying up there, and I'm going to meet him up there. And What kind so. of opponents he got? Um, tall, Taller, skinny guy. Looks like more of a striker. Likes to throw a lot of long kick, a lot of big kicks. Um, Who's going up there with you? Uh, it's me and Nate, and then his coach from down there. Uh, oh, okay, yeah, his coach down there at uh, Elite Muay Thai. Uh, his name's Dom, and uh, yeah, I've, I haven't worked with him, so I'm excited to work with him too. We've been uh, messaging back and forth through the camp and sending videos. They come here and trained, and they've been sending videos. We've been really trying to, you know, make the best of it. It's a big opportunity for him, so we want him to want to do our part. Sure, very cool. Okay. Um, I know that the so for eleven years in existence yes. for five star boxing. Yes. How many of those eleven years have you been partnered with Phil in five oh two? It's been about what? Almost four or five years now? I know it's been five. Five years. Yeah, yeah. I wanna say maybe almost I wanna say almost six. Two thousand seventeen. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. I feel like around two thousand seventeen yeah. ish yeah. is yes. when yes, I maybe right. had you guys on. And yeah. I think in yeah. the studio. Yeah. And, and I remember kind of talking about that. So you guys had one location prior to consolidating with five hundred two. Yes, I was. Um, we were off of Old Ship. Um, okay. That was my first gym. Um, then uh, we shut that down, and man, it was kind of ironic that a uh, young man that's not with us anymore hooked us up, and, uh, and we still. Who's that? That was a uh, young. We called him TJ, um, but his name is Kenneth Schultz. Oh wow! Yeah, 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 yeah. So we're doing the one of the reasons we come here is to talk about our event, the yes. event we're having, and uh, we did not know it. But we're doing it on July fifteenth. That's actually the anniversary of him passing away. So. Wow, eight, one year. Yeah, you know, yeah, I just so. happened to see him the night he passed away. I was talking to him a little bit up at Louisville Combat Academy. He had just started coaching boxing up there. I know. Yeah, yeah that's great. And I, I had never really talked to him much. I'd talked to a couple his uncle or his uncle and his dad a little bit, right. but I had never really talked to him much to that. And then he passed away that night. So very sad. Such a nice guy. He seemed so like, like friendly and oh, yeah. warm, oh, and yeah. then just gone. It's crazy. Always, he was always like that. Yeah, uh, very sad. He. uh yeah, he linked us up, linked a lot of people up. He helped a lot of people. I think he was really just kind of 
starting to uh, blossom into what he was going to be as far as a coach, already helping so many kids and people and so young. You know what I mean? He was just – he probably would have surpassed what a bunch of us have done, honestly. As far as coaching. Yeah. Heck of a uh, background with his amateur career to then go forward into a coaching career. Yeah, he's just one of those, you know, people persons, man, you know. I don't know anybody that met him that didn't like him, you know. His dad's kind of like that too, and, and it seems yeah. like they're kind of they're just a nice, real nice family. Yeah, yeah. I brought him into actually way back when I trained uh, American Martial Arts Academy over there with Rock and them. This is a long time ago. I brought him in over there to do some boxing, and never thought he would have stuck with it. And of oh, course, I think he I remember that he come in and out and in and out over the years, and then come back and started training with uh, Abdul Jarvis and started really taking it serious and become a good boxer, you know, a solid, solid boxer. So you guys have the event July 15th. Yes. What's the – it's at Area 502 MMA. Yes. You guys got a good setup to entertain, adequate boxing event. It's going to be Size-wise, everything. It's going to be packed. So <laughs> That's uh, a nice leg up, leg up for the sake of a promotion that you don't have to pay overhead for renting. Right. As long as we don't, as long as we don't get too full. So we're, uh, oh. we're keep, keeping track of the numbers and – uh, as right now, we got limited tickets available, so everybody make sure you get your tickets. Yeah. Uh, we got VIP tickets and uh, general admission tickets, but we got plenty of room in there. We're going to have food, drinks, and, um, of course, some really, really good fights, quality fights. That's July 15th. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So, so is this the first of its kind? It's this first amateur boxing show that, Five Star Boxing Area Five Hundred Two is putting on. Okay, have you guys have you promoted an event before, Aaron or Phil? No, no, not MMA or boxing. No. This is okay. Yeah, this is the first for yeah. both of us. So Who's the promoter? Um, Coach is the promoter. You know, Aaron, you're the Five yeah, Star yeah. Promotions. Yeah. Okay, Five Star Promotions. Yes. Who's putting on the? I'm just helping. I'm the other. Just helping make it happen. It's you know coming together. Both of us making it happen. He's the one that it was his idea. Something he's wanted to do. Right. And. Um, He's been along for the ride and actually helped me achieve a lot of my goals. So it's real, you know, it's an honor and it's a pleasure. Now I get to help him achieve one of his, you know, so I'm kind of just backing him and we're coming in hot. Yeah. What are the benefits of having a thriving boxing program partnered with a thriving, you know, jujitsu and MMA program and kickboxing? I mean, just so many. I mean, quality boxing training, the, the looks that we don't get as far as our training. Different bodies, different coaches, different conditioning, um, more positive people in the gym. Boxers Ooh. are some of the hardest working people in there. Real no nonsense. Like if you watch some, a co- you, especially as a coach, like if you watch someone throw a sloppy punch, you got to say something. Oh, yeah. They, right. You can't be like, good job. No. You don't know if it was good. You yeah. got to like, what um, the fuck? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe not quite that. No, but no. That's you got exactly you to <laughs> lean into them. You got to let them know that they did something wrong and they're not keeping their hand up, you know. No, that's exactly what I say. <laughs> but the, the boxers, they compete a lot. They, mm-hmm. they train a lot. They're consistent. And, you know, they set a good example for right. some of the other people in the gym as well. So, so um, and you say that because, you know, Phil and I both, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll yell at some of the MMA fighters that do what they're doing wrong, you know, and, and they'll correct it and feel to do the same thing with my boxes. I love it because we both, it, our, our fighters respect both of us. Mm. They respect our opinion. So we both, you know, he'll yell at my fighters. I'll yell at mine. We'll just say, hey, you need to do this or you need to do that. 
and they'll do it. And I remember when Nathan was uh, training with us. Man, I used to yell at him out there, move your fucking head. <laughs> <laughs> he actually, like specifically that Corey Holbrook fight, uh-huh. that's just the one that pops into my head. At times, he's got real good head movement. Yeah, we for worked MMA, on that. Okay, for yeah. MMA, I don't, you know, a different you, animal. No, no, no. It, we worked on that okay. because when he, when he would spar with my boxers, he would just come straight in. Mm. I'm like, dude, you got to get your head up. That's off probably center. common of MMA fighters. Yes. And Is that about said, right? They don't move like boxers. No. But Nate, in that fight, you saw how he was—he was moving a lot. That, that was—I look back on that as kind of being his crowning, at least for the sake of like locally what we've seen here right. in front of our eyes. That was his moment to where he was the underdog, right? And he just beat the shit out of him. Yeah, until, Under, and, and, he was and, the underdog, except for if you ask the people. That, that was his crowning moment until next week. Okay. Oh, oh awesome. shit! Awesome. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, you say that, and so that's the collaborative part that we talk about. We we work with you know we see things. You'll mention it to my fighters. You need hey. I love them to hear that different voice. They get tired of hearing my voice all the time. Mm, okay. Yeah, I could tell them throw a jab ten times. Yeah. Then they hear coach it's or someone else say throw a jab, then they're like, "Hey, Phil, man, if I just threw the jab, <laughs> 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 yeah, good idea." So it works, man. You know, in 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 any relationship, you know, you're gonna have your ups and downs. And and sure. we in the very beginning we said, you know, say what you got to say. Mm, be real transparent. Yeah. <laughs> Even if it's like. Not pleasant. Let's right. Just get it out there. Just get it out there. If we sure. need to go outside and, and yell at each other, we'll go away from sure. each other, people. Yeah. We'll yell, then we'll come back in, and everything is okay. Because we can't show that we're divided. You sure. Know, people pick up on that. Kind of like our, parenting or something. Right, man. Our gym is thriving, dude. It's thriving. You know, from um, the kids' jujitsu to the kids' boxing, um, all the programs. And we wanted to thrive more. Sure. You know, so collaboratively, we doing everything we can to bring people in and when they see it it's amazing if you haven't been to the gym lately yeah. this man's an artist dude <laughs> you should see you the need, walls you mean not just a, okay not you just should, a yeah, not artist, just, oh, that, the that, actual that, design the, yeah we, everybody the knows that about okay, it, but yeah. you should see I have gym. seen the, a lot of the, the stuff on social media man. it looks yeah. really cool yeah. I gotta make it in yeah we've been working hard for well we were at the last location five years and I feel like I like lettered and decaled and painted <laughs> every part of that building and then we moved out and started over but we're we've been here two years two, that's crazy a little bit over two, over two years two already years, yeah, yeah so we're more than settled and we're not going anywhere so we're we're going in and uh, trying to make a, a not just next level training but a beautiful next level facility something you don't see everywhere else aaron i've seen you corner some mma fights yeah what has your experience been cornering MMA fights versus cornering boxing matches? Well, when they're standing up, mm-hmm. I can tell them what to do. Once they get against their fence that's, or on the cage or on the ground, I shut it. my mouth. <laughs> well, I mean, that, in a way, that may be a good thing, right? Because you guys have defined roles. Right. You two, Phil and Aaron, you're both cornering together. It's like, all right, work on the striking. Right, right. So, um, in, If his leg starts getting fucked up or something with the kicks, you know. Yeah, I'm sure you work plenty with with leg kicks and applying and checking kicks and shit like that. But maybe on occasion for the striking, but for the most part, it's striking ground. Yeah, I just like I said, once they're on the ground and against the, I, I shut my mouth and I let Phil and the other guys take over. We're, we're but I watch though. Trust me, when when they're training, I told the guys because uh, I was messing with somebody and and I got him in a in a choke. I said, you know, I'll be watching. I'll tell you guys what I watch. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, because they're always wanting to get me on the mat. I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It ain't happening. <laughs> we've had all of our coaches, we were talking about the last fight. Somehow we've been doing it all long enough to everybody just kind of knows their role can, or just kind of falls in. Not that everyone has a role, but everybody just kind of picks up where they're needed. Mm-hmm. Nobody really bumps heads. I mean, we had a bunch of people fight. I mean, a lot of times we've had five, six people fight, probably five, six people in different corners, six, seven people, and everybody just flows. There's never any confusion on who does what or who says what or, you know, everybody's. And everybody's pretty respectful of me and gives me my time to say what I need to say, and I try to do the same for them. I try not to take all the time for myself. You guys are going to Owensboro Friday? Yep, yep. I don't know if I'm gonna make that or not. Okay. Yep. 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 But we you got, got who, who's Chris, fighting? Christian Christian Floyd's fighting amateur fight to open up the card, and uh, Damon Bell has got a fight. Okay. Got a good fight coming up for him, and uh, Maupin was scheduled to fight Oling, but uh, Maupin unfortunately had to pull out. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, it's too bad. Yeah. He is he uh, all right? Yeah, he's okay. He's okay. He uh, had a little injury last week, and then we thought that. He was going to be okay, and it was feeling a little bit better. And then he woke up yesterday morning and said he was in the worst pain he's ever been in, and not looking too good. But um, he's going to get get it taken care of, and everything will be all right. Just unfortunately, real bad timing for him. Big opportunity, <clears throat> the longest camp he's at. He's actually got to put in a full camp. He fought tooth and nail with me to fight at one forty five because he don't like to cut the weight, and he was making the weight without trouble, looking ripped. How long has it been since he made 145? Uh, he was 150 for 150 the, for the one fight, I believe. Um, I can't remember last time he made 45, but you know it was a big opportunity. And once he started doing it, I think he was glad that he made that decision. And he felt great, and it's unfortunate. We would really like to see him get this opportunity after all the years he's he's put in. And unfortunate for Oling as well. We didn't want him to end up. Hopefully Oling's he gets an guy. yeah. We hope he gets an opponent, uh, a backup, and we didn't definitely did not want to leave them hanging like that. So yeah. okay, that's the fight game, man. You know, uh, injuries happen. A lot of guys. I don't think any fighter goes into a fight, MMA or boxing, 100%. without an injury. Yeah, without some form, without some of some form of aches and pains. You know, some rather harder than others to get over. So. But that's that's part of the game, you know. It's not, not always glamorous. No, it's not always glamorous. <laughs> Very rarely, actually, probably, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess the glamour comes at a certain point, but it's mostly kind of hard work and oh yeah, discipline. Uh, sacrifices. <laughs> sacrifice. <laughs> oh, yeah. A lot of sacrifice. A lot of sacrifice. That's what I, I tell, um, you know, our parents that bring the kids to the gym. I said, you know, do they want a box to get in shape or do they want to? compete you know because boxing to get in shape is one thing but boxing to compete is a totally different animal Mm. um because if you want to actually compete there's a certain mindset that you have to have and there's a set of rules and principles that you have to follow and if you're not willing to do that you know because at the end of the day when you get in the ring or the cage it's just you nothing he or i can do for you but yell and if you didn't put the work in before getting there, that's on you. What do you guys think of the difference between pay for boxers versus MMA fighters? It's a topic that intrigues me. Uh, everybody sees Floyd Mayweather 
or even probably Terrence Crawford and like Errol Spence, they'll probably get paid what 10, 20 million each or something like that. And those totals are more than the top MMA fighters. But I've heard the argument that sometimes the MMA spreads out the pay a little bit more throughout, like all the UFC compared to this dispersion of the, the funds for boxers. What, do you guys have thoughts on that? Or does pay not even matter? If you're getting into this for the money, it's kind of the wrong avenue regardless. Oh, what do pay, you think? pay matters. Yeah, it okay. matters. It matters. I mean, if, if you're going to get in there and put in the time and the work and the physical and mental abuse that you go through as a fighter, um, you want to get paid. <laughs> so I don't understand the pay structure for MMA um, because, um, and like you said, it's all – you know, it's under one company. For the most part, for UFC, yeah. yeah. So the, with the highest level. Yeah, so with boxing, you have different organizations, you have different promoters, you have different managers from the pro level. Sure. So it, it all varies, whether you get con- contract with top rank or or with uh, Golden, uh, Boy. Golden Boy in those companies. You know, then, you know, there, there's a pay structure there. There's a certain amount of fights. You know, the devil's in the details in any contract, right? So... Uh, you have to pay attention to those things. And a lot of times, you know, there's not enough promotional companies within boxing uh, to get, you know, a lot like Fred, my, my fighter. We're, I'm I'm manager, I'm trainer, I'm promoter for my fighter, Fred. So I have to reach out to promoters uh, and, and, and set up the fights and, you know, work the contracts out and the pay and all that. So when you start from the, or as you say, getting in from the mud, you have to do those things. And so the paid, you know, somebody that's having their first couple of fights with the UFC is probably going to make more than my pro fighter did. Okay, fight. okay. You know? But at the same time, it's difficult first to get to the UFC. Right. <laughs> like, not certainly not everybody. You know what I mean? Right. So it, I, it, I don't it, know. It's just difficult. There's so many variables to evaluate that. that and it, and I it's don't difficult know what to get up one of the top promoters to sign you as well because there's okay. thousands of fighters sure. trying to get, you know, signed with the uh, – Bob Arum, you sure. know, with the Eddie Hearn, sure. you know, and so there's thousands of fighters wanting to get those promotional contracts, and and with boxing, there, I mean, there's a revolution going on right now, and it's it's creeping up. A lot of the fighters, and you look at once Floyd Mayweather got away from top rank, you know, and started promoting himself, mm. and now now if you look at, um, you know, I think Shakur Stevenson is signed with the manager, but he's not signed with top rank anymore. He's trying to do his own publicity. Okay, you know, there's other. You know, world champions that are are doing their own thing and not signing with major promoters and doing it all themselves. So, but they're partnering with them, not signing with them, sure. partnering with them to not signing the big contracts, right, like exactly. a four fight contract or something. Exactly. Eddie Hearn and Bob Arum will come together right. for the sake of this right. event. Right. Doesn't mean that contractually they're obligated to anything it, after that. Yeah, and then the PBC, you know, as well. They're the other third one in the big market for. You know, uh, promoters for PBC, boxing. yeah, uh, Premier Boxing, okay, champions, yeah. okay. Who, who, remind me what uh, PBC? What are what, they have some fighters or they're oh, just kind of the who, they, who do they? What I mean, Floyd Mayweather fought under the PBC, okay. Um, okay. Al Heyman is the he's not okay. A, so Al Heyman, that's the a, name. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah. not a promoter, okay, uh, so, so to speak, <laughs> but he runs uh, PBC, okay. Interesting, yeah. Um, all right. So tell me about this event, July fifteenth. You, I assume you guys have some, yep, some guys who will fight on it. Tell, July, me, tell me about who will be fighting on the card. Five Star Promotions, right? That's so, the name of the event. Five Star Promotions, number one, bring the heat. 
Bring the heat. Number yep. one. Yep, it's the first one. Bring the heat. Yep, so. The, the promotional name for the first event, Bring the Heat. Bring, bring the, the Heat, because it's going to be hot as hell. It's going to be July 15th. <laughs> middle, <laughs> middle of the summer. Right, right. In the gym, where we like it hot. So, uh, we, we're going to try to make it comfortable for the folks. But, yeah, our first show. Um, right now, I have um, 19 bouts. Um, wow. Confirmed cool. bouts. I've had three drop off but that's that's boxing so yeah so 19 maybe there'll be 14 right so i'm, I'm trying like i told phil this uh this afternoon i'm i'm trying to get it up to 25 and i'm gonna cap it at 25 and then if it drops i i, I got a feeling there's gonna be a few so if i get we get to where we have 20 fights i'm good 20 to 15 to 20 fights yeah i like 15 good. but yeah. <laughs> okay yeah i was thinking yeah 15 yeah. but see with the with the amateur boxing you know three two uh, minute rounds no yeah. they i've got kids uh you know i've got kids 9 to 10 fighting on the show uh they're just 1 minute rounds oh, okay um, three three 1 minute rounds three 1 minute okay. rounds and then you got the uh um other fighters that are not what we call elite fighters, so their rounds going to be two minutes, and then the elite fighters will be three minutes. So I've got teams coming in from Tennessee, uh, St. Louis, Missouri, um, Michigan. Wow. Uh, yeah, we've got teams from all over uh, coming in to fight on this card. Louisville's going to represent. Yeah, we got – of course, all the teams in Louisville have sent me their names and uh, of their fighters, so – I'm, I'm trying to get out. I'm, I'm trying to not match Louisville fighters against Louisville fighters, sure. but that's going to happen. Yeah, uh, that's not so. But uh, but yeah, we we, we all the t- gyms in Louisville have sent me their teams' names, and um, I've got uh, like I said, 19 bouts, and um, we're we're gonna we're gonna do some things. So a lot of the elite fighters uh, that I have uh, are going are are fighting uh, people from other states. Um, Actually, two kids that I just returned from the um, National Junior Olympic Tournament are fighting on this card as well. Um, uh, Armand Jackson, he's fighting. He's fighting a kid from Lexington. And then um, Levant Brownlee's fighting a kid from Louisville. Also. So uh, it's going to be a good good show. Very cool. Yeah, yeah Armand, Armand is a up-and-coming guy that you're going to see a lot of over the years. And... I think somebody, if you ever had a chance, would be a great kid to get in here. And oh yeah, how old are he's got, he's got a heck of a story. Yeah, I think I've actually interviewed. Yeah, him he's, he's yeah, been yeah. with us. I mean, years yeah. ago. He was, yeah, how old kid. is he now? He's sixteen now. Okay. Yeah, he's sixteen. And uh, last couple of years, been through a lot and really come through. And uh, um, he was supposed to fight for the Golden Gloves Championship, mm. and then got COVID the week of, didn't get to fight. Yeah, this kid's been through been through a lot and keeps coming back. Doing great, winning big fights, competing with number one in the country. Yeah, he beat the number two kid. We went to St. Louis about three weeks ago. He fought the number two kid in the nation and beat him. Wow. St. Louis. Yeah. So what weight class? 138. 139, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, 139. And uh, just a, a really good kid. He's a good kid, hard worker, and a good example for young boxers, I think. You know, um, I'm, I'm really proud of him, so. Uh, random question, but Aaron, who is your who's who is your first boxing coach? My first uh, first and only boxing coach was James Roberts. They called him Biscuit back in the okay. day. Yeah, yeah. I started training with him when I was eight, nine years old, and um, stopped when I was twenty three years old. Okay. Yeah. You had an amateur career. Yes. Okay. What was your amateur record? <sighs> I don't know. 
I had over 100 amateur fights. Did you really? Yes. Okay, wow. <laughs> so Where were those fights? So you, uh, We fought all over the country. Very cool. <laughs> oh, so yeah. very active gym at yes. that time. Louisville was very active at that and time. And it's relatively not now. It's back. It's back or yes. it's on its way back no, or it is it's, back? it's back. It seems like it's, it's back. back. Okay. It, no, it is back. Okay. Um, what, it, what do you credit that to? Uh, just, uh, I think a lot of the um, older coaches are gone. All the, mm. yeah, a lot of the coaches that were around when I was boxing and drove it into the ground, amateur-wise, mm. are gone now. So the resurgence of, you know, the newer coaches uh, believing in these kids and, and reaching out and getting them and getting them into the gym and, and working them has brought Louisville boxing back, not just the, the programs back nationally. Um, we just, uh, like I said, we just returned from, uh, the National Junior Olympic Tournament in Lubbock, Texas. Um, I took two kids, Armand Jackson and Levon Brownlee, and there was another gym that uh, took a kid out of uh, uh, Fort Knox. Uh, so those three guys, uh, Armand made it to the quarterfinals loss. Uh, the kid from uh, uh, Fort Knox made it to the semifinals and lost. And then my one kid, Levon Brownlee, made it to the finals and lost. He beat three kids and lost to the champion. So... Uh, Kentucky boxing is back on the map. It's it, wherever we go now. They know that whenever you fight Kentucky, you know you got to fight somebody. You, it's going to be a tough fight. Seems like there's multiple gyms, really. Oh yeah, right oh, now. Yeah. I feel like they're all growing. All the ones that yes. I know of or see sure look like they're growing everywhere. Jiu-Jitsu gyms are doing pretty well right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah right? I feel like everybody's. Most people are doing well. It's yeah. like yeah. COVID kind of got everybody to stay inside for a little bit, and then they're like, fuck that. <laughs> and everybody's like, let's go train. Let's get our kids to be active or right. something. I don't know, because it seems like when I go to different gyms that the numbers across the board right. are, are up. Does yeah. that sound pretty accurate, Phil? Well, martial arts is, you know, every martial arts kind of getting more popular. Jiu-Jitsu is getting more mainstream. Boxing's coming back. Right. MMA, of course, has always been growing. I mean... Makes sense. I yeah. think it's a good thing for for uh, I know not to be like political or something, but regardless, if the more active our country is, and the more that in the world, yeah. you know, I think that's better for humanity <laughs> when people because I don't think people who are boxing, for on average, there's exceptions, right? Or doing MMA on average, same thing because there's of course exceptions for both, but they're not normally as much of troublemakers as had they would have been if they didn't get that outlet. I just well, wish you know, I, I just wish you know, our country was more like. You know the other countries in supporting, you know, from for boxing, huh. you know, because they support their boxers. You know, they have training facilities for them. They have schools for them, so they don't miss out on school. And that's why Cuba trains in the Olympics. Yeah, they're the uh, king. Yeah, they're the kings. You know, Russia's doing medals, the same thing. Yeah. You know, they they all the other countries. You know, they do that. But Puerto Rico is part of America. They do that. Yeah. You know, so I, I just don't understand that would help so many of these kids out there in different states. Just if they have somewhere where they know they can be safe, have food, have structure. Oh, my God. But to tell a school that a kid's going to throw a punch in these days is just. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Good luck with that. Right. So I'm just. It's the just, right way. Right. I mean, they'll let them fight with their fists in the hallway all day long, but to let them learn to do it. Yeah, that would be horrible. That'd be horrible. Well, I'm just, I'm just saying, just, just that's what the the, the boxing or MMA or jujitsu is. Just that they focus on that, and they have kids there that want to do that, and have that program for them. I think trained. there's ways to do stuff like that in a free way. 
you know, Cuba isn't necessarily as free, but they, they've got that mastered. Right. So really it's specialization. Yeah, it is specialization. So it's like if you want to be a plumber, let's get you going on right. learning to be a plumber like a real, school. Like, real early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you want to be a boxer and a whatever, you do this and this. Those are the two things you focus on. Right, right. I don't see the um, purpose of some of the... The, the time that we have our kids spend learning stuff that I'm not saying it's not important, but I think specializing in something, if you want to have good mental health, get your kid to be real good at something. Right. Exactly. Focus. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're going to feel pretty good about oh, themselves. Yeah. If, they're, yeah. no, if I don't care if it's playing the piano or like whatever, if they're real good at something. They're going to have an identity. Right. And they're going to, um, life won't be easy, but I mean, it'll be, you know, oh. they'll at least have a, a path. Right. In, in, in anything that they do that it, it, it takes, you have to focus in on that, and, and and you know you're gonna have your ups and downs. You gotta you gotta learn how to deal with diversity, and that's just the main thing. And these kids these days don't know how to deal with diversity. But if you get through a combat, if you get submitted a bunch in jujitsu, or you get humbled on the inside the boxing ring during practice, and you deal with that, that's good practice for dealing with the oh yeah adversity, right? Oh, then yeah. eventually one day you come back and. You, you get a tap or you went around and then it starts to and teach how you empowering lessons. is yeah, that I know yeah. it's we've we're all in on this so obviously you know so, so we so, like it but it's true if you practice overcoming adversity right. you'd be better at it so what I what I tell my guys is I have this saying I say some days you're the hammer some days you're the nail you have to accept both sure might be the nail for five <laughs> days in a row <laughs> doesn't matter but one day you're going to be the hammer yeah. and you have to accept both. Yeah, I feel like I was the nail and then the hammer, and then now I'm that nail again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in jujitsu, there's like little ups and downs. It really is. It's like I'm doing all right, and then I'm. I feel like I'm getting better. I'm. Oh shit! I don't think so. <laughs> I have my moments. Yeah, for like a year, like it's up, and then just like very demoralizing. But you know, that's that's cool because yeah. it it doesn't keep humility. It has to. It has to. Or you're gonna you know quit right and right. not deal with it. So if you don't face it, then. It won't get the positive effects, but if you kind of work through it, do the responsible thing. Um, what do you think, Aaron, about Devin Haney versus Loma? What do you think about that decision? I haven't watched the fight. Okay, so fair answer. I, Very I fair answer. I have not watched the fight, but you know, I'm hearing, you know, both sides. Okay, I, I'm, yep. I'm hearing both sides. I, I just, you know, I, I, these back in the day, you had to beat the champion. Mm, okay. Yep. If it's close. If it's close, it usually goes the champion's way. Sure. But you have to dominate, knock out, beat the champion. I see that. You yep. know, that's so basically Loma got beat by Tiafima Lopez, who got beat by Cambosa. Right. Haney then beat Cambosa twice. Right. And that it was a close fight. I went back and watched the whole thing. It was close. Loma may have technically, uh, based on my scoring, got him a little bit. Maybe Lomos later he won a lot. Late, slow starter. Yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, he's a slow starter, and he, he needs he picks up after round five. That's what he did. And so I haven't seen the fight. So I mean, that's what it looked like to me. <laughs> Scoring a boxing, a twelve round boxing match can be difficult. Yes, it can because a lot of the rounds, like specifically that fight, were close. Yeah, um, and you know everybody's yelling it should have been a draw or should have went that way or this way no if it's if you're the champion sure, i can see that you have to beat the champion it can't be close it cannot be it, that's the way i see it and that's the way it used to be when you mentioned earlier that 
I forget exactly what you said, but you said something to the tune of taking pride in America and us focusing on boxing mm-hmm. and that type of thing. I was thinking, okay, because I've heard some criticisms of people who are immediately saying Loma got robbed and it's a bunch of Americans. Mm-hmm. And so I've heard the criticism. I, I think that's, that, I think that's a, the ones that if you go back and you ask them who's their favorite fighter, they won't say Devin Haney. They will pick Lomo. Okay. The ones who are saying he got yes. robbed the most. Yes. The loudest. Yes, yes the yes, loudest. Yes, yes, yes. Exactly. I see. Yes. Exactly. But he's he's undisputed. He's sure. the undisputed champion. Yes, he has yeah. all four belts. Yeah. You can't just go in there and make it And close. he was bigger, too. And some of the shots, it's difficult to tell. If you're mm-hmm. bigger sometimes, you know, you, you land a shot. It, but, maybe you didn't land two shots, but it looks like you landed one and you're bigger and it was a big, powerful blow. Difficult to, to quantify exactly what happened. In 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 And you mentioned that he's bigger in... in he drained himself to get down to that weight. He did. Okay. Yep. He, he really did. He, he needs to move up. Yeah. He did look like he's relatively, his frame's too big for that weight. Yes. Class. Yeah. He, he walks, I heard one of my fighters said, I heard he walks around at 180 pounds. And I'm like, good Lord. No, I don't think he walks around that big. That was at 135. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> wow. I'm like, I don't think he walks around at 180. So, but that's crazy if he does to, to get down to 135. That's, that's a lot of weight to be dropping. I think he probably works around maybe 160. Yeah. Do you, Different topic. Do you see Dante's knockout? I did. I yeah. did. Yeah, it was a close fight, and then he come through, pulled it out. So it was good to see, man. That was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah was, I like to, to see, see the local guy. Um, I assume you've trained with Dante. Uh, long time ago, I trained with him. He was like doing some judo and a little bit of jujitsu when I was teaching up in Indiana a long time ago. He took some classes, and then when we went out to Jackson Wink, he was there. Of course, a couple months ago, he was okay. there. We trained with him there. Well. He wasn't in my class. They're the weight, the, the heavyweights, and of course you're but. not a heavyweight. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, me neither. Me neither. Yeah, yeah. They trained together, and then I jumped in with the little guys a little bit. Um, but yeah, that was cool to see. He was awesome to see, man. So, so on the MMA front, you guys got uh, Christian fighting Friday, Damon Bell fighting Friday. Yes, yes. Both those guys fighting Friday. Nathan Pierce fighting Nathan a couple Pierce weeks. Nathan Pierce next weekend. Tyler Stouts just took a fight August 5th in uh, Orlando. Oh, wow. He likes to fight in Florida, doesn't he? Yep. Yeah, he lived down there, and there's a promotion down there that he's fought for a few times. And we tried to get him on up here. Mm. We were hoping B2 did another show here, and then we were possibly going to do – because we wanted to get him on local, mm. you know, and then – I like Tyler. I did that episode with him, and yeah. he's a focused, mm. yeah, yeah, he's, a he's boxing centric yeah. MMA fighter. Yeah, he's on fire right now. He's uh, just, yeah, like you said, real focused, just in the zone. It's it's fun to see when guys are like that. You yeah, know? I like to see someone who's got a wife and a kid, and then somehow it all comes together where they're still super laser focused. Mm. Does uh, that make sense? No, nah, some people I think that puts them in a good spot. Some people it right. pulls them away from it. But that, think, that's what I'm saying. Is he seems to. Uh, you know, I assume his wife was very supportive of yeah, him doing it. I, I would, I would assume yeah. so. Yeah, he's there an awful lot. Yeah, he sure is. <laughs> you guys can both say it. to have a supportive wife is pretty important to pursue this type of a career. Oh, yeah, geez. yeah, even little stuff like yeah. if how they eat, and you know, I mean, what do you mean? Oh, how you eat at home? If yeah, yeah, I mean, you're a fighter. Yeah, I mean, because your wife, if she. Even if she doesn't have to eat like you eat, she's got to kind of support you eating that okay, way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like, they're gonna eat pizza or whatever they're sure. going to eat but you just can't do that you can't do that so uh, it's a huge huge deal especially if you're fighting in as low a weight classes as tyler mm-hmm. they can't uh, be packing on a 
10, 15 pounds unexpectedly. Right, right. Yeah, that's not good. Aaron, you've been married for a while. I assume you also have a very supportive wife. Oh, man. I tell you. Um, she actually, you know, my wife is the one who drew our logo for Five Star. Okay. Awesome. She It, it runs in her family, man. They're artists. But she actually drew the logo. I just had a... Uh, someone just embellish it just a little bit, but she did it. But yeah, man, she's been with me since, uh, you know, high school. She was uh, with me when I was a fighter. So she under- she understands the passion. Do you play any other sports in high school? I, I played them all. I played football. I played... Uh, uh, what high school? Basketball. I went to Butler High School. Okay. I played football, played basketball, but they all... Derek Anderson went? No. Uh, I was, I'm older than Derek Anderson. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm way older than okay, Derek okay, Anderson. Okay. <laughs> but uh, I played, I made all the teams, uh, but when it came time for fights, I was gone. Uh, so I made the teams, but I didn't actually play. I, I see. Okay, you know, so boxing was your yeah, thing. Yeah, boxing. Versus... Yeah, I was 112 pounds. Oh, okay. <laughs> Unless you're so, doing wrestling. So If you would have been doing wrestling, you could have. Well, I, I tried wrestling too, but that, that was not my sport. And, um boxing was it um you know it, it was it was it for me when i was eight nine years old so yeah i'm sorry derrick anderson went to dos yeah. he's 48 yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm older than, way older than derrick so um but yeah played those sports in school i ran with the uh, cross-country team in school um just to stay in sh- to stay in shape i stayed in shape really to, i played all those sports just to stay in shape with for boxing but boxing was my number one sport i was better at boxing you know, those other sports. I knew boxing would take me further than those sports would. Plus, I loved it. it that was it. So, And who influenced you to love boxing? Um, actually, I got into boxing on a dare. You know, there was a boys club in my neighborhood, which sorely missed now. Um, like a boys and girls yes, club type thing? It was a boys club back okay. then. <laughs> it was called the boys club? Yeah, it was no girls allowed. It was can't just, get away yeah, with that today. Yeah, no, not today. You can't, <laughs> no. But it was just a boys club. I don't even think you're allowed to say boys anymore. <laughs> Probably not. Or girls, yeah. <laughs> but it was a boys club in but your it was neighborhood. a boys club in my neighborhood. And, and, and you know, we go there, we shoot pool, play ping pong, air hockey, had a gym upstairs. They had chess teams, um, softball teams, baseball. They had all the teams. And the boxing uh, team was upstairs. And one day my friend and I were there. Um, we were shooting baskets and saw the boxing team over there. He said, I dare you to go over there. I said, I dare you. And so we both went. And the rest is history. So You were eight? I was eight years old. And he, what did your friend, how did he pan out with boxing? Uh, the first time he got hit. He didn't like it. He quit. <laughs> never boxed again. He never boxed again. You know, um, I had my first competitive bout. Um, I think it was now skinny. Nine years old, 55 pounds. 55 pounds. That's 55 crazy. 55 pounds. Okay, you were 112 or something in high school. Yeah, I was 112 in okay, high school. Okay, so yeah. yeah. So you were little. Yeah, I was a little guy. <laughs> 55. 55 pounds. And so um, in my first sparring session, I hit a guy with a right hand and knocked him down. And, and this guy was actually a national champion in our gym. And I was like, everybody was like, whoa. I was like, whoa. Then he probably got up and beat my ass. Okay. <laughs> you had a little bit of success. Right. Enough right. to keep you coming right. back. So that was, that, that motivated me at that point. And, um, yeah, that's, that one specific fighter motivated me to, to fight. It was a dare that motivated me to how, fight. How would you describe your personal boxing stance and style in your prime? In, in my prime, I'm orthodox fighter. Okay. Um, speed. Okay. Speed. Okay. <laughs> speed, decent power. Okay. Um, 
but yeah, I fought a lot of a uh, lot of guys uh, all over the country, all over the country. So, uh, and Biscuit was the one who always yes, coached you. Yes, for all your one coach, all your hundred plus bouts. One coach, one coach. That was it. Was he a good coach? Real good coach. Why? He understood that basics and fundamentals is the main thing that you have to have as a fighter. Okay. I like that word fundamental better than basic yes. anymore. I try not to use the word right. basic. So the, the the more fundamentally sound you are, um, that's technique-wise. Uh, so when a fighter gets hurt, what is the first thing you have to fall back on? It's your fundamentals, your stance, hands up, moving your head, stepping around, not going straight back. You know, I, I love that about did he have his flaws? Of course. Every human has his flaws. Um, I think <laughs> if I can say this, I think motherfucker was a verb, adverb, does adjective, that have to be pronoun. Does, have you ever seen a boxing coach? <laughs> have you ever known of a boxing coach who doesn't say fuck a lot? <laughs> no. <laughs> have you, Phil? Anyone? No. Let no, me we take could, this we rock. Work, we could rock. work on that a little bit at RGM. <laughs> right. Yeah. I have to apologize to the parents. I'm like, look, I said it's it's French. <laughs> it's French really you know but uh but I mean yeah we do need to work on it I, I I've been told my well wife, I mean it's it's a word you know it's right. it, it means it, something and, and if I'm it's passing. real malicious and you're doing something real right. hateful right. that's obviously right. different but if it's like hey put your fucking hand up I told you right right that, 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 that. that's with love right yeah it's that's all with love. love it means something right you're not hurting someone right yeah, so the uh, the event in July, we've done like non-profit little small boxing shows there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, okay. Yep. Where we yep. just had like maybe 100 people or 80 right. people there and some of the guys from the gym sparred right. and stuff, so it wasn't like real fight. So we had like some test runs on this. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, What's the uh, long-term type potential ceiling for this type of a, a promotion? This is the first one. Our goal is – well, my goal, I don't, I don't know if I said this to Phil or not, but, man, I would love to have something at the KFC Yum Center. Oh, shit, okay. You know. So mostly shoot. Louisville-centric. Yeah, shoot no, for the no, no plans of getting outside of Louisville. Yeah, no, no, not not at this point. You know, I, I just want to, because, you know, I, I liked, it feels the same way. You know, we, we, we know we got to start somewhere, but we like to have our fights at different venues. You know, okay, not just nice, yours. Yeah, yeah. No, we want to do them at different venues in in nice venues. We want everybody to come in, and then eventually, uh, maybe you know, my goal is maybe to have a two or three day tournament. You know, and that takes a lot. It takes a lot of planning, and a lot of logistics that goes along with that. But you got to start somewhere. Sure. You know, you have to start somewhere. There are enough gyms in Louisville that we can do that now. Sure. And I've been to some other boxing shows, um, and I know. I'm gonna put it right. I know we could do a good job. Sure, doing a box, we could put on a very nice boxing event that people would want to come back to. Sure, right, and and that's the goal. And and, and you know, I love all the, the coaches that have put on shows because we need it here. We need our kids to get more experience. You know, we go to states like Texas and California. Uh, they put on the shows almost every other week or every week. You know, and, and you go to these tournaments, man, and you see from boxing wise, you see kids uh, 10, 11 years old already with 30 and 40 fights. Mm. You know, and that's it's, how you, you grow a boxing uh, uh, atmosphere. Yes. Culture. Yes. And you, you build a fan base that way. Sure. If you haven't, 
one show a year, you're not really going to build a fan base, sure. you know. So if you got Jim's putting on, you know, my Jim's putting on the uh, show, Nick's Jim's putting on the show, Rico's Jim's putting on the show. There's one this Saturday in Simpsonville. Yeah, that's uh, Team BK uh, S in uh, Lexington. I think they're putting that on, uh, I think. Amateur boxing show? Nope. Cuban guy from House of Warriors making oh, his pro no, debut. Oh, June 17th. June seventh, yeah, that's June seventeenth, yeah, that's yeah, this that's, Saturday, that's right? Detroit, yeah, that's yeah, Detroit. yeah, Eskridge, yeah, 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 Eskridge yeah, show. yeah, Eskridge. yeah yep. that's that's the pro show. So I'm I'm talking amateur, gotcha. Uh, I'm talking. So if all these coaches are putting on shows, and we can do you know a show a month, you know, mm, our, oh wow, our guys are getting that competition. You know, it, it's going to be tough. I don't, I don't think we'll do a show a month, but you know, one every other month. You know, that way our guys are getting. And then it. other people do shows. You yes. guys support those. Right. You still show up. Right. They compete there. Exactly. They then come compete at your show, uh, vice versa. I mean, it sounds like it's a, a good formula for the long run. Reminds me of your approach to MMA uh, uh, fighting. A lot of amateur action. Yeah, Phil. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's just a lot of people. You know, there's a lot more amateurs than there are pros. Yeah, I mean, sure. there's a lot, you know, a lot of people that are interested coming up, getting better, just haven't made it to that level yet. So we want to give them a good place to showcase their talent, <laughs> excuse me, but also feel like they're getting taken care of. You know, we want to try to put out some nice flyers and, right. you know, really work on our branding for the company and make it a, a nice show that everybody wants to be a part of. Like I said, something they're proud to fight for. Right. Uh, we got the... You go to five slash starpromotions.com and you can go. There's a link there. We do the pay per view. Okay. Through you guys. Yep. Through livesportscaster.com. Yep. You Shout guys. out to Matt McCarthy. Yep. <laughs> Matt McCarthy's. Uh, you guys are linking us up there. So if you can't make it to the event, we have pay per view. Um, you can also, we have tickets for sale at the gym. So you come by the gym, get tickets, $30. We got VIP tickets also. VIP tables. If you buy a whole table, you get a discount on the VIP tickets. Um, we're adding some sponsors, of course, and um, the we have official after party. It's going to be at the Fox Den in St. Matthews. Okay. And we're have all try to have all the fighters come out and have uh, you know the staff from the event and the coaches. We'll all go out and celebrate, um, get some good food, have some drinks, and everybody can uh, celebrate having a good event. Right. Good, fun, safe event. Yes. Fox Den's a good place. Shout out to Jared Matthews. Yep, Jared Matthews at the Fox Den. Anyone looking for some good place to get some grub or some drinks, make sure you guys stop in. Speaking of going to Mexico and Matt McCarthy, he went to Mexico once. Within 10 minutes of him going across the border, the guy, Matt McCarthy, got robbed at gunpoint. They took all his shit. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And then he's like, just comes back. They took a bunch of his equipment and stuff, like computers. Really? They didn't point, they didn't like, Put a gun in his face, but they showed him some guns. They said, "Open up your mm. truck." They just took everything. And what are you going to do? You don't have yeah. guns. They got machine guns. Right. Wow. Yeah. No, no wonder I didn't go to Tijuana. <laughs> <laughs> so Matt McCarthy may agree with your gut instinct there. You should ask uh, him about that. Yeah, man. Yeah. I don't think that was a pleasant experience. I don't think he'll be going back to Mexico randomly. After uh, that. Yeah. See. Yeah. No. We were with we were with some people. So. Okay, that helps. I think yeah, Matt that, was by himself. Uh, right. Now we were with some people, so I felt pretty safe. Yeah, it know, worked. Obviously, yeah, it I went did. to Mexico it last did. year. Everything worked out too. So yeah. it's a good place to. To visit at times. You were talking about the Cuban boxing program, Mm -hmm. or or the country and their culture of boxing. And what we can take away from that, I would say, is a lot of action. You know, Luis, who's making his debut Mm -hmm. Saturday for Eskridge, his pro debut, he had like three or 400 amateur fights. Easy. 
So that's the type of thing that you're talking yes. about is like just lots of action. Lots a, of a action. show here, you do a show, we right. do a show, you come compete on our show. Right. The next weekend we go compete on your show, right. stuff like that. Exactly. And I'll tell you, the, the crowd we bring, these guys are ready to watch some fights too. This yes. isn't going to be one of them crowds where you're sitting there four fights in wondering like, is anybody going to clap? Uh, we, they're from the minute the bell rings, fight number one till the end that's of good. fight. Yeah, the, that's the awesome. The crowd's going nuts. It's it's going to be a blast. Boxing is awesome. <laughs> Boxing is I mean, awesome. Getting involved you know? in that and everybody the, the 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 community supporting their nephew or their neighbor or something. Right. Yeah, we've and got then, some good matchups set yes. too, so we know there's going to be some good solid fights, some exciting matchups that people right. are going to love to watch. And uh, that's what we want to try to do, set it off with the first show so they know when we do the second one, it's going to be even bigger and better. What's the max capacity, can you say? Uh, well, we're about to double check. but I, I don't want to yeah, put you into a corner. Yeah, I don't know what yeah, the walls I'm not, are. You I'm were not, saying I'm legally not, you can't reach yeah, it. Yeah, I'm not. So I'm maybe not. you shouldn't say because then <laughs> someone hears it right. and then they count it. Or I don't know. Yeah. So I'm not trying to yeah. get you in trouble. But Ma- Max capacity is... We got we we got a bunch of chairs. We're about to set them up and double check exactly how many we can fit in there. Still have standing room only. Right. Have some extra porter potties outside for restrooms. Okay, and make sure we got all the bases covered. I mean, we got a, the gyms. You know, it's twelve thousand square foot minus the twelve thousand five hundred square foot minus the offices. So, I mean, it's a good amount of space. And the jungle gym back there, we can have a nice air conditioned place for the fighters to warm up and get ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, we won't keep it too cool, but we'll be able to, you know. Not have them back there blazing up before they get ready because it will be hot out by the ring. Won't be bringing that heat too much. Right. We won't, br- we won't bring the heat in the locker room. We'll okay. bring the heat at the out fights. In the yes, 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 the yes. You're getting it here. Right. So. <laughs> Good stuff. So July 15th, big show. Big show. Uh, big show. Years from now, you look back and say that was the first time we got it going. What about the possibility of a cross half boxing, half MMA event? Yeah, you never know. I know that sounds I crazy. Know. I don't know. Hey, did people ever do that? You never know. I just um, made that up. So I do – I one thing I do think is we need another MMA show okay. in Louisville. I was saying this before. Um, you know, we don't have many in here. B2 comes through a couple of times a year. Kentucky's le- a good state to have MMA. Less and less. And, yeah, they, they did a show in Louisville last time. They sold out two nights in a row, and mm-hmm. both nights were slammed, and the crowd was slammed both nights. And here we are having one or two fights here a year. So I, I personally don't want to promote MMA. Oh, you I, don't I, want. To. Yeah, I've I've far I deal with enough fighters and MMA stuff that I could never deal with anymore if I had to. <laughs> I see that because you already have the relationships with the other coaches in Cincinnati and Louisville and everywhere well, in the capacity that yeah, you're the guy just, cornering against them. Even just so promoting, see- just dealing with fighters, all the pulling out and them saying this and that and answering the message. I just don't even want to deal with it. But No matter what you do, you get called a piece of shit. Hard Rock, he'll be like, yeah, I can pay $400 for this pro fight. Someone's like, okay, I'll take it. And then they come on the podcast and they're talking about it. He's a cheap ass. Right. Yeah. I'm like, you shouldn't have agreed yeah, to you it. Signed, I mean, you signed exactly. the contract. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, he is a piece of shit, but that's a different <laughs> See, uh, it always comes I'm back. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He's one, he's one of the good ones, man. But, he uh, is at least transparent. He's very transparent. He's going to tell you, know you what he's going to pay you. Yeah. You know what you get. That's all I ask for, honestly. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that goes a long way. Um, but aspirations of five-star promotions being a, a professional? 
Uh, one step at a time. One step yeah. at a time. Yeah. Maybe down the road. One, maybe yeah. down the road. Yeah, I'm yes. sure we'll get to that point. Yes. Right now we want to focus on having a really good amateur event, growing that. That's the foundation. Right. Yes. Yeah. Makes sense. And really helping some of these guys locally build a fan base too. Sure. From I mean, all the gyms. You yeah. guys are not just helping you by doing yeah. this. Yeah. No, because we Every know. other boxing gym in the city is welcome to compete oh, on yeah. these cards, right? Oh, we, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yes. we know those guys. You know, we got love for all those guys. Unless we're fighting them, right, we're right. rooting for them. That does right. seem to be the case right now, that yes. all the boxing coaches are or at least like on speaking terms, oh, and they no, all cross-train, and all I don't see any yeah. beefs. A little different than the MMA. MMA isn't as big on the cross-training yeah, sometimes. I mean, and I, I mean, as far as I'm, in my personal life, that's gotten a lot better, too. I mean, most people, it's as more far as in my world, yeah, it's, there's not a lot of issues in cross-training. I'm sure there's still some out there. I mean, I, I stay out of it for the most part. But but people are cross-training more, you would say, with, M- with, with MMA? Coming to our gym, going okay. from my gym to other gyms. They ask my permission. I tell them it's fine as long as they ask. And people right. stop in all the time. And Okay. Well, um, then I take back what I you said. Know, about I mean, the maybe That's there, a good thing. There, there might be some out there. But it's for me, I don't feel it's as much. Okay. And I That's feel good like, to hear. I feel like if we reached out, if I was to have a show and I reached out to the gyms, 90, 95% of them would be... Open. Ready to throw somebody on there. You know? If they had somebody needed to fight <laughs> exactly. and all that. Yeah. I, know. Yeah. Yeah. I would hope so because yeah. I'd do the same. You know, it's 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 all love. Like I said, unless we're competing against them, we, we root for them. We want everybody to do well. Right. And, and you mentioned, you know, trying to do a, a, an amateur show with the amateur MMA. Well, you know, USA Boxing runs all USA Boxing events. And so the two shows would basically would have to be Separate. Separate from each other. So it would defeat the purpose. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we could have it that to be a couple of hours in between. Okay. When you have the, the boxing, would have to go on first. And then okay. the MMA have to go on you know, last. But have to be some few hours in between that. Uh, Maybe save some money on overhead. I'm just trying to think of a way for you. Because I know it's amateur boxing. These mm-hmm. kids... I mean, the tickets aren't that much. Well, it's like anything so else. The rev- gonna, where's the revenue come for you guys to pay for all this? Well, we're gonna we're gonna do this for five years, and we're gonna be looking for new, bigger, better things to gotcha. do. I mean, it's like it's the evolution, just like anything else. We're not gonna come out the gate trying to cross promote and do all this. We're gonna come out and have a, a nice show at our gym, right. and try to fill it up the best we can. Have an awesome show next time. Move to a bigger venue. Have a nicer show. So the next time after this one, maybe. Bigger venue? I'm almost positive, yeah. Oh, we, okay. we, we looked this time, and we thought about it this time, but just there's a lot of, you know, we had to get a brand-new professional ring. Yeah. The ring's brand-new ring. and You can move that to another venue easy. Yes. Yeah. So, okay. yeah, yeah. we ha- Yeah, so in the future, we can do whatever with it, but right. we had to purchase the ring. Right. So there's a lot of back-end costs getting everything up and running. Didn't rent it. You guys just no. forked up the cost for Bought it. Bought it to get it made brand-new. So now... You know, we'd like to make some of the, that money back. You know how big that ring is? It's 20 foot. Okay. Yeah. Is that Am, well, is that the standard amateur sta- size? Standard am- okay. amateur ring. It's 20, 20 foot square, but uh, 16 on the inside of ropes. Okay. Four feet on the outside. What about pro? Pro, you can go anywhere from uh, 18 up to 24. Okay. You know, so... But yeah, the depending on rings, what Floyd Mayweather prefers. Depending on what the, re- <laughs> depending on what the world champion wants. If he wants yeah, a big yeah. ring like right. Sugar Ray did against Marvin Hagler. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> what do you think ring. of that fight? Did Man. Marvin Hagler get fucked over? Hmm? I, I I lost money on that fight. Let's just okay. You were watching it. You're I, that old. Yes. I, I, <laughs> okay. I, I told y'all. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I I was a Sugar Ray Leonard fan. Okay. Uh, met Sugar Ray and his wife. Beautiful people. I just knew when he was fighting Marvin was a different animal. Sure. Then when I heard 
I bet money on it. And then leading up to the fight, I heard that Sugar Ray put in the contract and paid Marvin for a bigger ring. Mm. Pay Marvin a million dollars to get a bigger ring. Because Sugar Ray's going to be dancing. He wants to move around. Marvin's more aggressive. Sugar Ray wants to move lateral. Right. So what a lot of people don't know is Marvin Hagler is a converted southpaw. Okay, yeah. He's right-handed. I heard that, yeah. So His style was crazy. He'd yeah. be like running at you and just throwing these explosive running punches. So when the bell rang and he came out as an orthodox fighter, I was livid. I'm like, what the fuck? Sorry. but No, that's yeah, right. Yeah, I'm like, wow. And right then and there I knew. <clears throat> this was not going to end well. But but Sugar Ray won the decision. He won the decision. So you disagree with that decision? No. Okay. Okay. No. 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 I. You agree I, with it? I agree with it. Because uh, Marvin Hagler kind of retired and then moved to like Italy yes, or something, yes. and it was he like passed, I think he passed was the last year, not long ago. Yeah. yeah. I think it was last year. Yeah. But he uh, he he initially lost that fight when he got the bigger ring. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. He, he, you know if. It, he he was a champion. He should have said, "No, we're going to do this in a cracker box, eighteen okay. foot ring." Because that's best you. for him. That's best for him because he knew Sugar was going to run. Okay, but he, you know, anyway. So twenty foot, sixteen feet between yes. the the yeah, ropes. Between the ropes, yes. Okay, yes. Um, we're, Very cool. We're getting it made. Uh, going to pick it up here maybe within the next couple of weeks, and we're take the ring that we have in there now. Um, it's a it's basically a training ring. It's a, a sixteen foot ring. 14 feet inside the ropes. Okay. Like it that way. So the fighters, are, I mean, if you can move, you can move. It doesn't matter what size ring it is. Sure. You know, but I like that size for training because you're going to have to fight. Sure. You're going to have to learn how to fight. I call it being in the pocket. You're going to sure. learn how to fight in the pocket. I call it swimming and not get wet. You got to mm -hmm. be able to stand in front of somebody and not get hit and throw punches. But it ring is big enough uh, to train in and it's nice. But for competition wise, it's not, it's not legal. Okay. Good stuff. So July 15th, Five Star Promotions. The yes. website is Five Star. Five, five slash Star Promotions.com. And then we got Instagram, Five slash Star Promotions. Yes. Facebook as well. Yeah. And um, yeah, we, hopefully everybody comes out. Tickets for sale at the gym. Yep. After party, afterwards at the Fox Den. Uh, make sure you guys come out. And we'll be posting. We're, we're popping out flyers now. So keep an eye out for the flyers, for the events, fight flyers. Might post a promotional video or two coming up soon. Yep. And everybody be ready to come and have a good time. And, yep, that's it. Five-star promotions. I love it. Well, Phil Perkins, Aaron Sheckles, guys, I appreciate you coming on the show. Actually, before we wrap things up, anything else we should mention? Upstoming, upcoming event. Cheer on Nathan Pierce, Damon Bell. Uh, of course, Christian. Yep, yep. Cheer them all on. Uh, follow them on uh, social media. Show them some love. If anyone's listening and they know of a, a kid who would want to train jiu-jitsu but doesn't have the financial resources to train jiu-jitsu, contact yep. Phil Perkins. Yeah, if you know somebody that really you think could really benefit from training, um, bring them by. If you think that somebody could benefit from training but they just aren't able to afford it, unfortunately, bring them by. Uh, we'll help them either way kids or adults if okay. you if you truthfully if they're in a spot if it's legit. And, yeah if it's legit man we're here to help I'm, right. I've, I've saved and helped more people it's saved me and helped me that's the least i can do and um we'll do what we can anyway i'll say that but um i love it so kids want to try jujitsu <laughs> or kickboxing or mma contact area 502 mma any kid you know of that wants to try boxing as young as four 
Five or six. Five or six, okay. Five or six years old. The span is not there at four. Sure, yeah. Sometimes at five. But. Okay, yeah, yeah. It depends on the kid. Sometimes <laughs> right. at seven, it's not. Right, exactly. Uh, exactly. So as young as five or six, check out Five Star Boxing. Area 502. Area 502. It's all under the Area 502 banner. Really something, like you said, something special going on. there. I don't just say it because I own it. Something special going on there. I'm just a small part of it. Coach and all five star, all the other coaches, the kids program coaches filled with the kids boxing, all the probably ten different kids jujitsu coaches. You know how many oh, kids yeah. it's just, necessary. It's if like chasing gnats around, you know. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. So we got all those guys and the wrestling coaches, conditioning, you know, everything. So um, and just everybody's getting better and working together our women's program are growing yes, yes. Oh, i've seen women from all the boxing program all the different programs were at the jiu-jitsu tournament last weekend just to support i i was really surprised to see them all there oh yeah that is cool i would think about having the uh, all under one roof right is that the boxing yes we have uh, men, people women, sometimes they'll yes. go support the jiu-jitsu oh, or oh, vice no, they, versa no we, we support each other that's very Especially cool. when we're yeah. fighting yeah. at home yeah we support each other yeah. um you know in in you know, the 502 crowd is huge, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They get wild. That's today, heard, yes. today, so, like, the kid, we had kids compete in Fuji last weekend. So, today, and, you know, we'll have 60, 80 mm-hmm. people in the gym in, yes. one, in one room all together. We'll stop, and it's loud. Music going, everybody. Right. We'll stop everybody and congratulate the kids. That's cool. And have the whole room clap for the kids yes. and, and we'll, you know. We'll do the same thing for Armand. We need to do it for Armand yes. and Levon yes. as well. I was thinking that today, yeah. That, that, that's huge, um, you know, with – Especially, you know, from from the boxing side with what our what, what Levant did. Levant went to a national tournament. There were thousands of boxers there. I say I say thousands, about fifteen hundred to two thousand fighters there. And he beat two national champions, two former national champions. Wow. And made it to the finals. Wow, what weight class was that? It was one thirty eight. He's he's a junior. He's uh fifteen years old. Wow. And this kid, what, what type of style does he have? He stance and style. He's a southpaw fighter. Okay, I offensive, mean, defensive, both. He is six foot one. Oh wow, one thirty. What? One thirty eight. Fifteen. Wow. Fifteen. Long. Long arms. Long arms. But southpaw. Wow. Sounds. And he loves to bang. Okay. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Aggressive. Uh, aggressive. Come forward. Long arms. I have to I have to yell at him to keep his range alive. Because mm. he gives it he up. He gets too in there. He, he get, too no, close. when he gets in there, though, uh, the boy's, he's he's, pro, he's, he's going to be a problem. So he can use his distance and he yes. can get in close yes. and, and be aggressive. Oh, yes. We got him a fight on the 15th. Oh, so. yes. Okay. Yeah. He, he will be fighting on the 15th. Once again, his his name? Levant Brownlee. And I he's a junior. Where, junior what high school? 130, no, he's a junior in the boxing. Oh, okay. He's a uh, freshman in high school. Oh, okay. That makes sense. You know what high school he goes to? <laughs> oh, no. He, he he lives in Florida, so he comes home. And, oh, okay. Yeah, his mom, they just moved to Florida. Okay. So he comes home in the summer, and he trains with me. We okay. Do, he trains in Florida, but we do virtual training sessions. Uh, Very cool. You know, so. Both of you guys collaborating with Florida coaches and, and cross. <laughs> right. Yeah. Next right. time. If uh, God willing, right. next time I'm on, I might have some real cool bombs to drop about Florida, some stuff going on in Florida. So okay. we'll see how it goes. I don't want to speak it out of existence. Tease so. it a little bit. Yeah. In the industry, yeah. they we'll call see. that a tease. Yeah. Where people right. are like, what's yeah, he just, talking just about? Just a little bit. You know? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, good stuff, guys. Thank you very much for coming on. Yes. I, I want to uh, thanks, of course, to everyone tuning in. We will have another episode of the Kelly Patrick Show out soon. Thank you.